Gentlemen, a series of conversation between men for men to talk about taboo subjects like emotion, behavior, culture, and mental health, just to name a few, in hopes to encourage men to embrace their authentic self and reclaim their emotional being. So join me to bring back the gentle in men. Hi, and welcome to another chapter of The Gentleman, chapter three with my brother, Bassam. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thank it's, you for having me again. Well, it's always good to have you, my friend. And I uh, would like to start with you introducing yourself to the audience, please. In case you didn't know, last <laughs> time, I'm Bassam Al-Alawi. I'm, I'm the owner of Darsin Cafe at the Bahrain National Museum. Uh, plus a bunch of other food concepts that we're working on at the moment. But uh, my passion really lies in perfumery, which is, you might think is unrelated to cuisine, but it's uh, surprisingly related. Nice, nice. Yeah. That. Well, I guess you keep on surprising me, man. I keep on surprising myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Like, well, we kind of um, tend to, um, the more we learn about ourselves, the more we find out a lot of new interests that Absolutely. we kind of um, try to open doors and get to explore, right? Absolutely, so, right. I feel like this is something um, that we need to um, pay attention to because um, I think the norm stream is where you kind of have to build your mentality around what you study, grow up, do whatever you have to do exactly. to earn a living, and then step by step you become an adult. And forget right. about um, your hobbies, your interests. Exactly. Talk about a um, little bit more about your interests and like who Fed is today. Um, well, I think it's not a question of trying to be an adult or become one now. I think yeah. it, by being a full adult early on and deciding what you want to do, you can explore that to its fullest potential. Yeah. So I think being an adult now, okay. it might be mixed with having good career choices, okay. which is not necessarily the case. Uh, for me, being an adult is knowing exactly what you want and going for it early on and not having to explain too much why you like it or, or why it is you want to invest your time in it. So I suppose I came into adulthood quite late or had the confidence to adopt my career choices quite late and then be at peace with them. Okay. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. If you would define what's adulthood? I think I, I ended our last uh, gentleman's talk with uh, when you asked us what it is we find to be probably the most important masculine characteristic yeah. or the thing we aspire to, to be the most uh, as a trait. And I will reiterate it again. I think uh, adulthood is the wisdom to know what you want okay. and to avoid the things that you don't want and that compromise who you are as an individual, uh, whether it compromises your values or principles or beliefs or whatever. I love that, yeah. man. Yeah. And you said you stumbled on that late. Why yes. is that? Because um, I touched on this uh, last time as well. Because of societal expectation okay. in this part of the world, you know, we're fairly new to the world of uh, commerce or technology, whatever, relative to the history of the Middle East mm -hmm. uh, versus that of Europe or the United States. You know, yeah. we've come into oil wealth quite uh, early, uh, past uh, 70, 80, 100 years almost. So uh, it means we're slightly behind the curve. Okay. So, but we're catching up quite quickly. So 
in the in the terms of uh, development in the terms of career development and okay. choices so a new society always needs uh, a burst of engineers a burst of financiers a burst of doctors okay. and you get to a saturation point and that's where people take uh, a left turn and start doing something differently so i feel now um, we've sort of reached that point so okay. a lot of people including myself have decided to t choose careers that are more in line with what we like, okay. which means we excel at it more because we love it more. It's no longer a job. I'm sorry, kind of screwed up with your mic there. Um, and we get to produce mm -hmm. things of quality on a global scale. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. It's not just uh, relative to the context. We are transcending yeah. the mental borders of where we were told to be. And it's nice, and technology helps us do that. Um, kind of go outside of ourselves. I, know, I, know. Yeah. I love like how you kind of tell me like how you've been able to ex like extend, mm. you know, like the capabilities or um, your limitations, let's say, because I believe from what you're trying to say that mm. as a society, we were limited, you know, like mentally maybe, mm. but because you, cho because you chose to tap into um, your true um, calling maybe, Right. That's when you kind of exceeded and were able to grow, develop, and um, choose the path that literally um, you feel like you relate to. Um, do you feel like the, um, if you, like from your perspective, the limitations? I would like to touch on that a little bit. From like the way um, growing up, I would say like because you told me that you kind of came into this late. Mm. I would love to um, get to hear about you growing up and what is that limitations and why did you stumble upon your potential just um, just recently? Right. So um, both my parents are uh, working class individuals, very hard working. Uh, my grandfather, however, was not. Um, he was a self-made man. And uh, I feel like I'm going back to my roots uh, from that respect. Uh, it's not about uh, putting those who choose a career path or a corporate path, uh, trying to put them down or take away from their decision. It's, it's just different. I found that it wasn't for me. Uh, and most of the time, people think, oh, you're just being lazy. Uh, not the case. When you're an entrepreneur, you work double time. The work never stops. Yeah. Yeah. You're at home, you're thinking, you're working, you're putting notes down. Uh, when you're doing the nine to five, it's the, that's it. Yeah. In, in some odd cases, sure. Doctors on call, for example, their work never ends as well. Sure. Sure. Um, so what was the question? Limitations? Yes, like growing up, what was the limitations or let's say... I think the uh, expectation was the limitation. Okay. Right? Nice. To, yeah. be, to have people expect a particular thing from you uh, or see character traits that they think, oh, you are successful. So okay. you need to be successful in this field. They've made that decision for you. It's not theirs to make. Was it from your parents? I think as a whole, generally. And okay. it, it's not a bad thing that happened to Definitely, me. You know, yeah. It wasn't like a traumatic thing yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are extremely supportive. Even when I don't believe it myself, yeah. they will fill in the gap and believe it for me. That I can do what it is I want to do. Nice. Uh, and uh, I tend to fall into the trap because you're, I'm an entrepreneur that, oh, I need to make the money as quickly as possible so I can pay the bills, so I can keep doing what I want to do. So just today, I was told by my dad, you need to stop being an asshole about it and stop thinking that way, right? 
because I fall into that trap. We all do, especially during the pandemic period. You know, everybody's going through some form of financial stress. So we are trying to plan and maneuver around all this. Um, so I was told today, uh, you need to think of it uh, as an artist, the way you like to do things. Okay? You're there to create. Everything else will follow. You need to love what it is you've produced, whether it be food or fragrance, which if you think about it is very synesthetic. It's, it's the same thing, the, yeah. the nose and the mouth. And uh, everything else will follow. Believe in that. Be wise about it. Uh, study what you want to do. Uh, think of all the possibilities, but don't try to solve every single problem before it even arises and cross that bridge when you get to it, which is great because it, tell, it tells me to chill. Wise words. Huh? Yeah, yeah, chill and, and do what it is you can do now with the yeah. tools available um, and the rest will unfold. You will, f and I have been through this before, but I need reminding now and yeah, then. Yeah. I just trust the process almost. And yeah. it's great. It's freeing. I love that because eventually you, um, it's, it's like you focus on your, like the things or the areas that you have control over. Yes. And with it, you know, like everything stumbles um, or let's say falls in place. Yes. Um, stressing over that, that we, we don't have like full control over is just focusing your energy in the wrong places. Absolutely. Whereas right. it's going to be draining, um, you know, there's no productivity and eventually you're just going to be in the same uh, spot. Uh, not progressing, so I um, like I, I really respect that. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not the case all the time. I know, I know. It's Trust moving me. from a constant swing between yeah. fear and acceptance, Definitely. fear and acceptance, uh, and not staying in the fear zone for too long. I've noticed that I stay in the fear zone less. Yeah, I recognize it very quickly now. Oh, I'm f I'm shit scared of this situation. Uh, okay, great. I'm shit scared of this situation. Moving on. I'm not going to dwell in that mental space because it kills everything else creatively. I can't produce. You can't work efficiently. You're always in a state of panic and, yeah. and worry. Why? It's, uh, it's unnecessary. And, it's, and as I'm saying this to you, I, it's a constant reminder to myself as well. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, I'll hold that thought for a second. Right now, as I said, I just want to dig in deep. I'm interested in knowing mm. what kind of... Uh, what, is, what is it that got you to that mind shift? Mm. And what, do, what difference was it? How, like, who was Faha before? Bassam, you mean? Bassam. Yeah, <laughs> okay. We do look alike somehow. <laughs> Although I have a nicer hat. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. No worries. Bassam. Anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah. Like, I want to know more about who Bassam was. Mm. And, you know, just to interlink him to, or let, let's say we want to reflect mm. on who he is today. Um, I think I was uh, in the process of metamorphosis for a lot of my life. Okay. Uh, I never liked sameness. Uh, it didn't, doesn't mean that I tried to stand out from the crowd or be exhibitionist in any way. That's not what I mean. I mean, I like to ask why, again, which I touched on in the gentleman's interview, why certain things should be the way they are whether that's right, and if I can do it differently. Uh, if it obviously doesn't damage me or those around me and creates a new different path that other people might follow, maybe. So I came from that mindset, okay. uh, feeling of always searching, and uh, which is great because it means you're always willing to learn. 
this is also very important. Curiosity. And I keep always, always, um, to be able to learn from anyone, any source, at any time, in any place. Nice. Uh, it's great because it means you're in this almost childlike state of fascination with the world, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. And you're curious to see what's behind things. Mm -hmm. And you question. You don't follow the herd, uh, groupthink, group mentality, uh, which in the age of perhaps social media can be a problem. Yeah. Because... Uh, mainstream. Definitely. Now it's not one mainstream. <laughs> it's 35,200 million mainstreams. <laughs> right? And people oh. choose which... Uh, stream, I suppose, to carry the metaphor yeah. to its death. That influences uh, the most. That influences the mo that yeah. most, and then just kind of ride that little Wave. current. Yeah. So uh, I don't like it, <laughs> personally. And uh, it has to be, it has to have a genuine core. Uh, that's how I gauge. That's what I've reached from the stage of metamorphosis, understanding, and now where I am, which is uh, a sense of comfort with who I am at the moment. Okay and uh, the choices I've made career-wise. Even though they might not be monetarily sound at the moment, mm -hmm. uh, but like I said earlier, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. What was the turning point, though? Um, meeting certain people. Okay. Uh, because I was in California, which is very you know, hyper-liberal, mm -hmm. uh, I saw that a lot of people had taken very unconventional paths, right? I was uh, watching this guy the other day. Uh, while I was there, uh, there was this ex-banker who decided, you know what, I'm going to make hats, right? Okay. And I thought, wow, that's a dumbass idea, <laughs> all right? From my context and where yeah, I'm yeah, coming from, yeah. right? I'm from Bahrain. I know how things should be done. You should be in uh, Ernst & Young, yeah. you know, or something like that. Um, his name is Nick Fouquet. He has some of the best hats. Um, and he started a small studio. His hats today are procured from all around the world. Mashallah. There are waiting lists of hundreds. Mashallah. He makes most of his hats on his own with nice. people in, you know, in his studio with felt imported from Scotland. I appreciate that kind of artistry. And uh, again, my grandfather was a craftsman. Yes. He worked with wood. Uh, he was a business owner. But my dad would tell me the happiest he was when he would be uh, receiving a shipment of, like, uh, let's say, ebony wood or something, or teak, and he would watch the grain, he would rub the grain, he would smell the wood when it would be cut. So definitely it's genetic, I suppose, somehow. <laughs> I do like craftsmanship, and I, I do like uh, artisanal things. I feel like they last, yeah. you know, the test of time. And it's nice to leave that as a legacy. Yeah. Nice. I love that, man. Um, okay, so more or less... After that turning point, you were telling me that um, you got where you are today. Yeah. Um, but you kind of studied something different, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your parents were, um, as you said, like working parents. They were. How did they receive that and what kind of influence they had over you? Right. And how did that impact you and your perspective? Well, making this decision, it was very important for them not to bear a of the financial burden of my decisions. That would just be selfish, right? Uh, hey, I want to be a clown. Or, hey, I want to, you know, start a shoe factory. Great. Do you, can you do that on your own? You have the capabilities, yeah. you exactly. have the drive and all that. And yeah. that's what I mean by the wisdom behind it. It's yeah. not just, 
I want to do this. Yes. Yeah, you got to think about it uh, and plan for it. If you're genuinely serious, you yeah. will do that. Not just deciding rationally. Like, uh, it's not like a, irrational, I mean. Exactly. It's not a whim. You don't make these decisions overnight. Somehow, sometimes you do. Uh, but all, most of the time, it'll be bubbling in your mind, behind, while, you know, yeah. below the surface yeah. for months, years, whatever. So it's not that big of a surprise. Um, before we shift into that, um, right. did you do a complete shift or like did you start working in a, like did you have in a, a corporate environment? Yeah. I did. I worked okay. in a corporate environment for three years and I hated okay. it. <laughs> I hated it because, um, see, corporations, banks, companies, at the end of the day, the point of them existing is to make a profit. You are not there to be yourself, okay? It's not like, rarely, sure, in more uh, open companies or companies with a more uh, casual policy, sure. But in the Middle East, like I said, we are still young in that, in the financial sector, right? We're still growing, so it's very profit-centric. Uh, there's no room to be yourself, and it shouldn't be the space where you be yourself, right? It's a corporate environment. Yeah. I recognize that. Uh, doesn't mean I uh, declare it evil. It's not for me. It's not for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's there for a purpose. It does what it needs yeah. to do. I just don't want to be part of that purpose. Nice. Yeah. Right? So I uh, worked there for three years. I did a stint uh, as a project manager and sourcing manager uh, with a, this pretty world-famous event designer, who I shall not name. Uh, and... Uh, got to travel a little bit and source and speak to people internationally. And it was great because, because of the nature of the job, I spoke to a lot of artisans, people who, you know, with glass factories, uh, who've had them in the family for years, right? But have moved it forward, have transformed what they do, what their ancestors did. Nice. So I found that very inspiring. And uh, I've always cooked. I haven't been to, I have not had a formal culinary education. Okay. Uh, but I didn't think I needed one, to be honest. I've been cooking all my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my uncles cook. There are eight of them, and they're all great cooks. Nice. That is rare. <laughs> At least one of them needs to have shit cooking, but they're all pretty good. <laughs> right? What a competitive family. Uh, very competitive. Yeah, well, you should see us at our... It's like a Michelin star thing. <laughs> oh, this chicken needs salt. No, no, you should have done this. Oh, where's that toasted sesame? It's really... That's the reality of it. Uh, in fact, one of my uncles is part of this French Association for Tasters, International Food <laughs> Tasters. Yeah, so uh, it's great him to be uh, like critiquing. you should eat at a restaurant with him. He <laughs> orders everything on the menu, and criticizing the whole. <laughs> well, he loves it usually. He chooses the restaurant very carefully. So, so I went into the an opportunity arose uh, in a cultural center, which is the Bahrain National Museum. Uh, at the time. When the opportunity arose, I was like, this is again a turning point. And the feeling behind it is that feeling you get when you're riding a roller coaster and you're about to drop. Yeah. It's this buzzing in your stomach, like, shit, I don't know what's going to go down. <laughs> like, I'm in Bush Gardens, this is great, but what, what do I do? And I, I know, now I know that that is a, a signal for me to make a, a decision. Yeah. I'm at a fork in the road. So I made the leap and took over a kitchen with no uh, kitchen running experience. Uh, but I do believe in being an autodidact, teaching oneself things. I always have, uh, ever since I was a kid. And we have a couple of family members who are like that. 
So I devoured books about it, took a bunch of courses, uh, asked a lot of my friends. I could not have done any, a lot of what I've done without people in Bahrain, in the culinary industry, who are very generous. Alhamdulillah. And, uh, alhamdulillah. and for a small country, that's, it's rare because it should be, you would think it's competitive and cutthroat and let's kill everybody and uh, you know, throw them at, to the bottom, the bottom of the sea uh, where the Hamur live. But that's not the case. And uh, again, doing that and loving plants, loving mixing, matching, making, which I've done again since I was a kid, uh, a friend of mine was like, I have an opportunity for you to learn perfumery with a great teacher. Would you like to do it? I was like, I felt that buzzing feeling again. It's a gut feeling. Uh, made sure that everything was great for about uh, three months where I was at and took the leap. And that was two years ago. Okay. And uh, I've been making fragrance ever since. What I do is cooking, but I think my real passion is in building fragrance because of its link to memory and story and place, yeah. which is how I see the world. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. Um, how, were, how were you? How were you <laughs> in the corporate world? Like, how, how was your personality? Like, I just want to, like, I'm curious right now. I'm very direct. Okay. And it uh, doesn't mean I'm undiplomatic, but I don't like ulterior motives. Uh, and that means that at certain points in time, if I didn't like a particular thing, uh, I would say it. Again, I, I don't just say yes because everybody else does something. And I want to learn what's behind it. I'm not there to just robotically accept uh, corporate speak. I was there to learn, and learning means asking questions. Uh, that was a bit strange for some people, but not all, because I'm sure there were a bunch of people like myself. And a lot of them, by the way, FYI, have moved on from that place, thankfully. Good for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I was very much myself. Not, nothing has changed, nice. except that <laughs> So now I can dress like a retiree from Miami, <laughs> which is great. Uh, but yeah, I think I was myself. I didn't really compromise who I was. But obviously you have to respect certain corporate boundaries yeah. and, and, and the local culture, uh, corporate culture yeah. of where you're working. That's just being diplomatic and conscientious about where you are. And polite. I mean, you don't go into somebody else's house and shit all over the place. That's, that's not very polite, is it? <laughs> it's not, it's not. But I love like, um, how, like, how you put it. Because more or less, let's say, of taking the leap from changing one career and starting from scratch. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, um, I wouldn't say like you mentioned this. Your parents weren't fully supportive because mm. they're the, because of the fear, love, yeah. um, and same thing with me where my parents were like, um, they were devastated. Right. You know, like the minute they knew that um, I actually quit, right? They were devastated. You know, like they didn't. They saw like I've ended. <laughs> my life you know like that's how bad that was you look super healthy to me your life looks fine <laughs> but alhamdulillah i think this is right. something that i would um i love that you touched upon this because more or less um i would love parents to do better yeah um in the sense that they would start reasoning they would start actually uh touching upon uh, where their sons and daughters are coming from mm. in the sense that okay this 
right here doesn't suit me. Mm-hmm. I think I need something different in my life. Yes. And I've seen, I have, re- I have reached my true calling. You know, like give, their, like give them a chance. Yeah. But I love that you mentioned the, um, the, the idea behind it. Don't come in unrationally and be like, you know what? I want to quit today. Okay. And then what? Have you done your studies? Is there Have a plan? You, exactly. Like, what are you going to be? Oprah? <laughs> like, uh, it, it, yeah. it's yeah. not... I would have a conversation with a lot of people in the educational sector. I have, I clearly I have opinions about everything. Uh, studied opinions, I hope, uh, from information that I've learned from others, uh, better men and women within their fields. Uh, I think one of the greatest gifts parents can give their children mm-hmm. is the art of decision-making. How to make a proper, studied, wise decision. Uh, that's different from education. Yeah. It's something I did not learn in my fancy pantsy private school, right? Sure. Which charges an arm and a leg now, by the way. They're, I mean, yeah. it's like they're about to send people to fucking Mars or something. Like, relax. <laughs> um, yeah, without mentioning names. Without, men- <laughs> without mentioning names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but nowhere in there it's like how to weigh your options. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're about to make a, a career choice or... A, or a jump, or a life decision, how do you do that? Yeah. What, because it is an art, right? Uh, once that is taught, then you don't find yourself in a position where you're making silly, stupid decisions because I feel like it, yeah. right? It's a studied process. Uh, so one, I suppose one takeaway from what I'm saying is it was never a spur of the moment, r- irrational, uh, go out and step on everybody's toes, including the parents and the immediate family or whatever, and do what I want to do. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was selfish and selfless at the same time mm-hmm. because it was fulfilling what I felt was my purpose, but I did it in a way where it didn't affect anybody else negatively. And uh, I made sure that I took proper step-by-step... Uh, calculated risks. Calculated risks, yeah. exactly, because everything is a risk, yeah. right? Unless you're in finance, then you hedge everything and then you actually bet against the market and you make a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how to make, rash, how to make wise decisions, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. everything into account, including who you are now, where you might be a little later on, and why you're making the decision. The mm-hmm. real intention behind it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. More or less like um, give the chance for reasoning and understanding. And like we touched yeah. upon that even in the, in the pilot. Um, Fahad, uh, cut that out. I do cut like that. Zen? <laughs> okay, we're cutting that out. Go Zen. For it. Uh, some. Yeah. Um, I want to emphasize on one thing that I sincerely love about you, is, which is your authenticity. Right. Um, you've been going through understanding and finding yourself through every phase in your life. Yes. And with it, um, your decision making and. Um, let's say every step along the way was towards that, you know, uh, what resonates with you, your gut feeling, your intuition. I want you to direct this message to our gentlemen out there. Um, This is the most elegant key message that I would love you to touch upon for our audience. I think, uh, should I look into the camera? Make Uh, it personal. Make it personal, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Uh, 
what sums it up for me sometimes is there's this quote, which I'm going to about to butcher, so prepare yourself. Uh, Paraphrasing. By, by paraphrase, <laughs> supreme. It's by Frank Herbert, the, the author of Dune, right? And I remember when I read this, it was, uh, it was profound for me. It was about fear. And it goes something like, uh, I shall not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will not fear. I will let it pass through and over me. And then I will turn the inner eye to where it has gone. Only I will remain. When I read that, I learned a key lesson. One situation which I avoid making decisions in is a state of fear. I never make any key decisions if I'm in a state of fear. And I say that to myself out loud. I'm like, I'm making this decision. Why? Because I'm shit scared. No decisions will be made in this state of mind. All decisions must be made from a place of peace and tranquility. Otherwise, it's probably not a very calculated risk and more of a rash decision. So I'd say that's my advice. The wisdom to know uh, not to work and operate from a place of fear and consequence. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I would love to end it with that. Um, thank you, man. Thank you for thank your, you for having me. Uh, the authenticity, man. Like as I said, that's the most elegant message that I would love to have everyone wear as a badge. Um, it's very hard. It's very rare. Mm. Um, but once you tap into your authentic self, yeah, you kind of open the doors of possibilities. Absolutely, and you're optimal level of consciousness so thank you once again for having thank you for, having uh, for, me. It was for great. being with us and um just a little bit of where could they find more about you about the perfumery <laughs> your, yeah i'm currently working on uh, my brand uh, which is called oath studios i'm running it like a studio okay. um, and i'm hoping to create uh, beautiful fragrances hopefully that will drop by december nice. or january so uh, uh, stay cool and stay fragrant. Nice. Yeah. Um, basically, you mentioned about uh, Dorsin. So yeah, you better <laughs> bring yourselves to my cafe, okay? <laughs> we don't want to close down. We, we're one of the only cafes left now in a cultural center in the National Museum. And uh, shout out to the Temkin guys, who was, I was very skeptical about them, but they did come through in the end. Um, and we managed to stay afloat through the pandemic and do really creative things. So we took the time to incubate and come up with cool ideas and not stay in the kind of, again, the fear zone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, so, we rode yeah. the wave. Inshallah, yeah. we can come through. Everything is interlinked with that. Huh? Always. Beautiful, beautiful. Alhamdulillah. Thank you once again. Thank and, you for having me. And thank you for bringing the gentle back in men. Thank you. <laughs>